No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. We just watched, just hopped off the NFL Draft Zoom with the homies. We're going to break down the NFL Draft, how we felt about round one. Round two is in the works right now, but we got through the picks for our hometown, Chicago Bears. We're going to go through the draft. We're going to break down the Chicago Bears picks. We're going to talk some Draymond Green. And we've been sipping a little bit, so we're just going to have a fun time with this Friday night. A little live draft action to bring some live sports back into the equation. It's been going. It's uh, something, to, something to be happy about. Big quick, what's going on? What's the business, man? How we feeling? Great, bro. Great, bro. Yeah. How are you? Man, I'm great. You know, quarantine day 45, day 50, day 60. I don't even know anymore, but we still out here, man. Surviving. Locking in, bro. Yeah, got to. That's all you can do. We, it was nice to have the draft on TV to look forward to, though, this week. I will say that. I'm not a huge draft person, man, because no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. Everyone's just spitballing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for me and you all the way up to Pace and well, whoever. It's a lot of regurgitation. That's why people like Mel Kuyper on TV for 30 years because, yeah, you're right. Nobody literally has no idea what they're talking about. So you're Mel the, could be coming up there lying to us every year and we wouldn't know any better. The draft is be, uh, the an NFL draft analyst is being the weatherman of analysts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can right? just come out and say literally anything. Mel Kuyper skilling. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real shit. <laughs> like you could literally come out and say anything, ninety percent of it's gonna be forgotten, and yep. you you might hit here and there, and you'll just talk about how you hit on that pick for the next four or five years, and then you're good. You're the weatherman of well, NFL analysts. Well, and the weatherman has it even worse because if he's wrong that day, at least he has to deal with it that day. Like if you're a draft analyst, it's like it could be three years down the line. And yeah, like you said, no one will ever remember. Yeah. You know I mean, you got a lot of time between you making a bad, a bad analysis and it, you know, coming, coming, coming to be true. So like especially yeah. once we get yeah. out of the first round, forget about yeah. it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Like, especially being an analyst, the GMs might get on the, be, they'll be on the hook. But, like, these guys just talking about picks, like us included, like, nobody. Eh. They're just predicting shit now. That's all it is. All you, that's all it is. Just say, hey, predict who's going to go where. Don't even go. Don't even give me the analysis. On yeah, the don't tell me, tell me if they're going to be yeah. good or not. Just yeah, tell me you where you think know. they're going to go. You, you have know. no idea. Tom Brady was the six-round draft pick. So, I mean, yeah, you don't know anything. So, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear it. I think but, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that we were talking about a second ago, actually, was I think it's interesting that literally – now, I've said this before about Joe Burrow, and that was the most efficient, prolific season I've ever seen from a quarterback out out in, in the bayou, what he did last year at LSU. But Definitely. he was confirmed number one pick. He went number one. And I haven't seen one person question anything about Joe Burrow. Like, he is John Elway, Dan Marino. Like, like he's a surefire success is is that 
Is that fair? Should it be like that? Should should he be getting just more, a, a little bit more coverage? It's almost like he wasn't even getting any coverage. I heard yesterday, this is what I heard. I think I'm pretty sure it was Schefter. I'm not 100% sure, but someone said, yeah, and I don't question anything about him except for his lack of elite top shelf arm strength. And that was like the first criticism I've ever heard of Joe Burrow in my entire life. So yeah, you're 100% right. He, he literally like is getting zero bad press. The only thing is that and that he's not the best player in this draft, which if he's not the best player in this draft, then he should be open to some criticism, right? Like if he's a perfect quarterback, shouldn't he be ranked higher than Chase Young? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that, you know, make sense? I mean, uh, yes, there should at least given be the way he's covered, given I the mean, way he's covered. Yeah. It'd be like, well, you shouldn't even say Chase Young's because the consensus is Chase Young's the best player in the draft, but Joe Burrow's the number one pick. And it's kind of like, oh, wait, that doesn't, you know. I get it, but at the same time, it's like, then what's the flaw with Burrow? Because if he's perfect, like the way he's covered, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, you don't hear anything negative about him. No, literally, like, the only time I've heard Joe Burrow's name this whole last couple of days was when they announced it when he went number one. Yeah. And now the, all the talk is like, oh, yeah, Burrow's number one. He's going to be really, really good. And let's let's figure out if Washington should trade down or should they get Tua, should they pick Chase Young, whatever, right? Like, no, no type of breakdown even it's just like yeah i mean it is what it is like let's see if he's good or not well, i already told you how i feel it's tr- chase young it's chase young all day but even when we talked about it i'm guilty of the same thing i was like yeah but if you're cincinnati you gotta take joe burrow so you know yeah it, it's 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 the quarterback hype i guess but yeah i mean you really can't pick apart his season and find what he did wrong right so it's kind of like it's a mute point we, we, we just gotta <laughs> like we wait say and watch see. the film right like his film is perfect hey go watch the film man yeah perfect perfect film you know, Maybe that's so. why nobody's talking about it. Yeah. I guess you could look at last year's film, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Film, Don't trip. Watch Don't his, his film this year is absolutely perfect. Yeah, it is. Game, the game against Oklahoma is the best game of quarterback I might have seen. Yeah, that didn't play. even look like a D1 squad. Right? <laughs> yeah, so like, it, was, it was ridiculous. We know we know how we feel about that. So mm-hmm. shout out Cincinnati. They, uh, I'm fine with it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Congratulations no, to them. listen, like, it's a, I think he's going to be good, right? But I just think yeah. it's interesting. I haven't really heard any – I don't even like almost no coverage of it, which is which I think is crazy. Um, but to fill out the rest of the first round, y'all know, man, y'all watching, y'all y'all know what time it is. Um, Chase Young, no right brainer. Now, yeah, I Chase, don't know where why there was conversation. I, I don't. I still don't get it. No, and I think uh, I think the Lions made a made a big play filling that uh that Slayton Hall ASAP with uh Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. Well, what do you always say? Most third, most, second, third most important position on the field, lockdown corner. Third Who most important that? position on the field. Maybe your fourth. You could argue that it's yeah. number three, but it's your quarterback, it's extremely your tackle, important. your your D end, and then your corner. Like if you don't have corners, bro. Forget about it. I forget about I it. I don't care who's coming off the edge. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that was that was a, a a good pick from them to, to fill out the corner after Slayton dipped. But uh, we got two of the Miami, and I, we've been talking about Miami because, yo, black GM, black head coach. Love it. In, instant uh, fandom over here at the No The, the interest is high. The, the interest, interest is high immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got to do nothing. The interest is high. <laughs> I'm we a pull, fan. We pulling for them. <laughs> yeah. Go Dolphins, real shit. Absolutely. Um. Then we got Justin Herbert. Now, one of the things that I brought up, a second ago as well, is if you can talk yourself into Justin Herbert 
why why can't you talk yourself into Jordan Love? Like if if I, I think they're very similar players at quarterback, right? Like they're Herbert's played on a bigger stage in the Pac-12, and, 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 and Herbert was one more. And there's one more game. Was one? Yeah, exactly. Was more efficient. But then you can Better throw numbers. the argue of Love being, you know, he's not playing with anybody. He was out there running and gunning, trying to make every single throw. Everything happened. That's what you know. The Bulls on Jordan Love are saying because of his the high interception rate that he had last year. I think he threw 18 or something last year, something crazy, 16 or 18, something like that, right? So. Like we said in the beginning, everybody's just kind of hoping that they 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 got a lock. And and once you get past guys like Tua, like Justin Herbert is far from a from from a locksmith pick. So I thought that was interesting. Who are the other quarterbacks in 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 LA right now for the Chargers? Tyrod Taylor. I, I, other than that, who else is, is there? Someone else over there behind Tyrod? Uh, I have no idea. I thought it was Tyrod, and yeah, no, I thought it was just Tyrod. Okay, yeah, well, shout out Tyrod. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. It's going to be Tyrod and Herbert. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I thought you were going to say it's going to be Tyrod. Right. No, I I actually exact opposite feeling. Like when uh, you know Eli said in the group chat, like, oh, that's great. That means Tyrod's going to start. Absolutely. This not. is just the I think the perfect. This is the what always happens to Tyrod. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, as long as he gets his check every two weeks, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy for him, but he deserves an opportunity. Same should happen in Buffalo. Um, but I think. Herbert's starting in day one. I mean, Herbert is a four-year college starter. He's put up numbers. He's played in a big system. Like, anybody that thinks that he's a developmental pick or is going to sit for a year behind Tyrod, I think you're crazy. I think that dude is starting day one, 100%. Like, I think he is starting day one. I don't like him, but I think he's starting day one. I think this this is a perfect segue into uh, talking about Green Bay picking Jordan Love, Utah State, polarizing – Big athletic kid has a lot of potential. Type you feel like Herbert is gonna play day one in LA. Tyrod's there to groom. So what what do you what do you think the timeline is for Jordan Love and how do you feel about? I was ecstatic with the pick because that's just they they should be they should be adding a. I think Green Bay should have been adding a skill player, someone to load up to try to make a run to try to get a ring. Before Rodgers is done, but so yeah, I was happy yeah. with the pick. But how do you see that playing out? The Jordan Love situation, honestly, I, I I don't know how I see it playing out. So I think it could be a situation where if Rodgers is still good and all of a sudden Love is developing, maybe you trade him down the line for something and you get some picks or whatever it might be. But I just don't see. So okay, rookie contract for a first round player is what five four years with that one year extension that makes it five, right? So in the next five years, Aaron Rodgers will be 41. I I think he's playing at least the next three seasons. So you're really looking at Love not playing till that fourth year. Like if that's the plan, I think that's a terrible plan. Like that is a terrible plan unless they know something that we don't know, right? Unless they know like the Rodgers situation in Green Bay needs to end soon, or he's only got one year left before the situation implodes and. They don't want to deal with them anymore. Like, unless they know something that we don't know, I don't see how this pick makes sense. And it's nothing against Jordan Love. Well, what it's do you think they against... were thinking? Like, what what could they be thinking? I don't I, – I have no idea. I have no idea. I really don't understand because I don't see the end of the line for Rodgers. Yeah, he's not as good as he once was, 
But I think if you continue to build around him, a.k.a. maybe using a first-round pick for a good player to put around him, he's got a few more years left. He's not on the downside. Like, if this was the Saints and they drafted Jordan Love, I'd be like, okay, I get it. We're not getting three to four more years out of Drew Brees. But when you're talking about Rodgers, like, I think Rodgers still has three years left. So I don't understand what you're doing with that pick. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it honestly doesn't. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're at the same point as they were when they drafted Rodgers back then and, and uh, Favre was still playing. I think the writing was on the wall for Favre at that point. I don't see the writing on the wall for Rodgers unless it's something that we don't know. Do you? Like, no. it, what What I don't mean, we know? What, 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 I, I, that's an odd pick. You were one of the last four teams left last year. You have some needs, right? You could definitely add some good players. You can make your team better. You can keep building on where you were last year. You could absolutely still win this division. So why not make your team better? Like, if you can win the division, you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs, you're a contender. What's the problem? I don't understand why you wouldn't add a piece to make that better. If I'm a Packers fan right now, I'm waking up very upset. Absolutely. Especially you, unless you rate Jordan Love as, like, second to Joe Burrow in this draft class? Like, what are you doing? Add to your team. Make your team better. Another player could literally push you over again in the division, which gets you in the playoffs. I, I, that I don't get. I'm, I'm actually, you're right, I'm happy because I'm not a Packers fan and I don't need them getting better. But if I was, it doesn't make sense. It, it's a really dumb move. I don't understand it. And this is not to mention we know too. that Rodgers is a, is a sensitive guy. Like, we know this guy is very sensitive. Yo, the guy is extremely sensitive. Yeah, borderline soft meant like Very, when it comes to be. that he could he's be. so ridiculously talented and good at quarterback that would that's never ever like come out and said but he's kind of like fickle when it comes to like his emotions like he gets emotional exactly you know what I'm saying so it, it, that's an interesting take I think the people that are trying to compare the Favre and Rogers situation this is a little different. Let me let me take it back to 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 the the Rodgers draft, right? There was going into that draft, there was talk of at some point of Rodgers going number 1. Yeah. So when he started to slide in the 20s, it's almost like all right, like we could go ahead and go go up and get this guy. Like this dude is is they were talking about he's possibly going number 1 and now all of a sudden he's in our lap at in in the 20s, like we'll take him here, right? And Favre had a ton left. You saw what he did when he went to Minnesota, and they probably should have won the Super Bowl that year. They were supposed to beat the Saints. We we know what happened. He threw the pick late, whatever. But he had a ton left in the tank. Favre was really, really good. I tweeted this earlier today. I said, for the loving uh, Rodgers situation, the the we don't have to rush him he can sit and learn behind the vet. That narrative never goes smoothly. The younger guy rarely sits more than a year, and and he either plays. They either he either plays starts, or he gets moved to another team. There's never like, very rarely is there you sit two or three years, four years, and you and then you all then you're the, the starting quarterback. It just doesn't work out like that. Never, never, because any and anytime the the last time it happened was Aaron Rodgers, right? No facts, like <laughs> so, you feel me? Yeah, like yeah. that's how rare that is. And then before <laughs> that, it was probably what Steve Young, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, well, Culpepper, I mean, like Dante Culpepper set like a, a year and a half before he played. Yeah, and that it was, was like, yo, Randall, Randall, like, and then it was like, yo, Randall, we you got to move. You know what yeah, I mean? You got to move. Bye. So, yeah. like, we, I mean, there's even there's so many recent stories. Mahomes and Smith. Mahomes is a different guy. They, he got in camp and they were like, all right. But like the narrative behind that, yo, but the yeah. narrative behind that before, like they saw him live and were like, okay, this dude is pro- one of the best players oh, in the league. Was and, like, and go ahead. I was gonna say they got rid of Alex Smith after a career year. Well, that's what I mean. So yeah. like, it, it, <laughs> it was like it, we need to get him on the field. Exactly. So like, you're not getting that from Jordan Love. And you know what the but you know what the narrative was. <laughs> it was like, oh, he'll sit behind Alex Smith for two, three years, and yeah. then he'll come play. It's like it just doesn't work like that. If it, it, it just always but Alex co- Smith and Aaron Rodgers are two completely different talents. He, he, he's not going to be better than Alex uh, Mahomes is clearly better than Alex Smith. This dude's not going to be better than Aaron Rodgers anytime soon. Listen, I would imagine that Mahomes was better than Alex Smith during that season, which is why they made that decision so quickly. Remember when they made that? Everyone's like, "Wait, what?" But regardless, They're moving on already. Regardless, like, yeah. yeah, but regardless. It always causes like some some one has to go, bro. They don't both right. hang out. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like one doesn't come in and they they hang out and love is just gonna sit there for four years. Like eventually they're gonna be like, yo, can this guy play or not? And now all of a sudden we'll start hearing the what kind of package can we get for Aaron? You know what I mean? Like yep. you just it's just you saw what happened in New England. Yeah. They started clamoring for Jimmy. Tom was like, get this fucking guy out of get here, Get this man. guy the fuck out of here. Get him out of here, bro. I'm not dealing ASAP. with this shit. Like, I'm, this is not going to happen. What's yeah. another example of a guy coming in to a situation and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's going to sit for a while and then we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to think. Well, anytime you draft, anytime, well, it, what, that's why I'm trying to tell you that Tyrod shit's not going to fly. Like, anytime you do that, whenever you, Eli. Eli last year, Eli, Eli and Daniel there you Jones. Go. There you it go. happens anytime you draft a guy when you have an incumbent high, it happens. The pressure is going to start happening. But what? But even with love, I don't even think that's going to happen. And a lot of those situations, it was warranted. Absolutely play Daniel Jones over Eli, right? Absolutely, if you think Herbert's the guy, play him over Tyrod. But in this situation, I cannot see a situation while Aaron Rodgers is still on your roster that you would play Jordan Love over him. Right? Like, there's no, no situation in which that would happen. Yeah. In those other situations, you could say that. You could see those other guys playing over those guys, even when they drafted them. Aaron Rodgers is considered an elite quarterback. I agree. I'm one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans on the block, but what I'm saying is it causes turmoil. And sure. either you're going to end up trading Jordan Love or someone's going to, you're going to sour the relationship so much with Aaron Rodgers that he's going to have to move. That's why it's a bad pick. The whole, like, Love is going to hang out narrative and just chill for three years. It just never works out that way. Well, and they haven't drafted a skill position player in the first round of 15 years. Yo, what's up with your that? whole entire your whole entire time with Aaron Rodgers? You haven't drafted a skill position player in the first round. How does, what, what is up with that? That is crazy. That? What's up with that? That's like some Chicago Bears shit. That's Low some key. wild shit. Low key. Like, who are you drafting? <laughs> so if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, I was like saying, okay, you have the opportunity to do this. Like, literally, you're, you you could pick from any of those, but anybody. If I'm Rodgers, I'm going to take anybody. Even take a defensive player. Fine, that helps us. Are they good? Can they play ball? We won 13 ball games last year. You can say we were a bad 13-win team, whatever. 
We made it to the NFC Championship game. We can, I keep saying it, we can win this division. Very winnable division. Extremely winnable division that we are in. Give me another guy that can help us today. You are giving me a player that in no way, shape, or form helps us throughout our next 16 games. 17, whatever. Is it 17 next year? Or 16 I next year, right? I think still finalizing. I yeah. Think yeah, but okay. yes, I know what you mean. But this, this guy cannot help us over the next 16 games. In no way, unless I break my leg, he does not help me at all. Defensive player could help me. A fucking punter would help me more than this guy does this year. And we are in a position to win. Jimmy Garoppolo just got to the Super Bowl. I'm better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Give me somebody that can help me. I think that that was a crazy move. If I'm a Packers fan, again, I'm fucking pissed. And, and we're not talking about Joe Burrow dropping to 26. And the and, and I'm talking the loaded with talent to go to go get. Tons. There's people you can still go get. Right. There's people you can still go get. Get that dude from Penn State. That I was just saying, who is this guy? That guy looks great. Take him. I don't care. Take anybody. Take take a defensive player. Take somebody who will play next year. This guy will not play next year. He probably won't play the year after that. When he plays, it won't matter to Aaron Rodgers. So to Aaron Rodgers, you're like, you might as well have set this pick on fire. Because the only way this guy becomes valuable is I'm not. I can't wait to hear from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. You probably you know when you will. You'll hear when there's injuries and during the season and they don't have some depth and they're missing some players. You'll be like, yeah, well, oh, you know, dude, we could have used a first rounder. <laughs> You know, so, that's when you'll hear it. He's so <laughs> good know. at being passive aggressive, too. Oh my god, it'll be some super passive aggressive shit because he doesn't go looking for the camera, so I don't think you're gonna hear about him. Right, like, like that, he, but, he he yeah. he does his mandated presser stuff, and it's yeah, yeah he'll throw it in there. He, he'll he'll go, we, have always, some, we have some picks. We some picks in uh, <laughs> April. I don't know. Uh, what was it 26? We got we got a backup <laughs> quarterback. Can Jordan, can Jordan Love play tight end? <laughs> Yo, if you ask one of our homies, we're not going to put his yeah. name in. Jordan, Jordan Love might play tight end low-key. Yeah, he might, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that ass. Maybe he's a gunner. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Hey, he, can, uh, he, can hold, he can hold the down marker. Look at that. What we're referring to, <laughs> one of our homies, Jalen uh, Hurts went off the board to Philly. And we said that was a bad pick. Like, we weren't feeling that pick at 53. Like, that's not a good pick. I'm not rocking with it. The The Eagles are solidified at the quarterback position. Yo, kind of like you could find a, uh, a running back, you could find a backup quarterback. Because your season's fucking over anyway. Well, especially this year with, like, Fromm and Easton. Yeah, right. And not Fromm, to, and, uh, J- Jake Fromm, Isom and Fromm are literally like definition of backup quarterback right. so like, in the NFL. Listen, you you can find a backup quarterback because you're not going to win the Super Bowl with, with, with whatever backup you have anyway. No, I don't care. Teddy Bridgewater, you're not doing it, right? So whatever. Anyway. Don't ever hate on cover the spread, Teddy, like that. <laughs> ever again. I, need you, I need you to recant that statement. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> anyway. Teddy two gloves, I feel you. Teddy two gloves. That boy, he always cover up, low key. Mister minus six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, it was never a touchdown. You can always it was six and a half and shit. You can always <laughs> you can bet on Teddy. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, facts, facts. Um, but yeah, our boy Philly picked Jalen, and we're like, man, it's a bad pick. Like, I don't, I don't see him just like, what's he gonna do in Philly at quarterback? A boy is like, nah, man. It's a Swiss Army knife. He could do anything. He could play. He he could play. Uh, he, he said he said they'll put him in coverage. 
He could play the slot. He could play. Uh, they'll have more special teams. He said. He special said. Uh, he said. I bet. He said. How much you want to bet? He's a special team Pro Bowler. That's what he said verbatim. It's like, God, this guy. <laughs> special teams Pro Bowler. I, what the bro, fuck? Hell, I'm gonna try that. That shit. That train is never late, man. I'm yeah, trying bro, to tell you, nah, like bro, that shit. What? <laughs> he said, nah. no. He could be a gunner on special teams. Like, like, they, been, they were talking about. It. He could be on special teams. Like, who are you listening to? So let me get fuck this straight. This motherfucker. Is, they, they just picked a fifty. They just picked a quarterback from Oklahoma at fifty three to play to play special teams. Listen. Listen, on, bro, G, if, if he shows up to practice and then tell him, hey, man, go live on special teams, Jalen Hurts is taking off his helmet and going home. Come on, dog. <laughs> He's going home. <laughs> yeah, He's going home. No, no Say, no, I'm good. Hey, you know what? Hey, you guys, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I think I'm just going to go. go. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no doubt. the fuck out of here. How do you feel about uh, the live stream? How's it going? How do you feel about we saw? You know what? We saw what uh, what our boy CD did with this girl. That was hilarious. That was like, great. how you feel they about the, the live stream? First off, I saw on Twitter someone said they should call him uh, his nickname should be CD Lamb. Like, no, no, no. Like, let me get that back. Um, I thought that was hilarious. Um, shout out ESPN, man. They did a great job. I thought this is given the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, especially whoever's sitting in the control room. Like, you got to get it to Goodell at the right time. You got to get it to the fan screen. You got to get it to the players. You got to get it to the right analysts. Like, yeah, given the circumstances, I I, it, I have no problems with it. I think it's been a good show. It's been entertaining. Um, yeah. Like, to be honest, when I was at certain points yesterday when I was watching it, like, besides the missing the whole hug and all that shit, like, I felt like I was watching the draft. Yeah. I think it might change the draft going forward. Like, how much money do they save doing it this way? Yeah, I mean, I'm good. It was fine for me. I don't give a shit. It's a big spectacle for sure. It's a big spectacle. Like, yeah, like you said, it's not like I don't get crazy. Like that about Vegas the draft shit like was that. about to be a big spectacle, huge spectacle. Yeah, yeah. So do it like this. The advertisers are still here. People are still watching. Like, it oh, went dude, fast. it was the like, highest yeah. rated uh, draft ever. Yeah, they were saying. I mean, one. and obviously, there's there's extenuating circumstances, so you can't bet on that happening again because not everybody's gonna be sitting at the crib, but. At the same time, like for me and like you, it sounds like you're the same way. We watch this. We care about it. Like it was fine. I don't need all that extra shit. I'm not big on productions. Like I don't need the the whole over the top shit. Yeah. I just give me the information, man. I'll do with it what I need. I don't need like the whole over the top. Like this draft is crazy. Like I don't, I'm not big on all that shit. So for me, it was completely fine. I think they did a great job and and shout out to them for putting this together as quickly as they did because I know it was tough, but yeah, I thought they did a great job. How about you? Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I think everyone's getting a kick out of seeing everybody's cribs. I think that's interesting. Um, I like seeing the guys at the table and like them being in New York for the most part when it's usually there or wherever. I guess it's been different places now. It was in Chicago recently. It was down in Nashville. Um, but I, I mean, I like to see them get up there and shake their hands. But like, that's like a uh, a selfish thing on my part. Like if the if the players, I mean, I feel like the players like that too. Like if you're going to be a top three pick, you like to be there, shake the hand, take the picture. But I mean, if they don't care, and most of those guys aren't there anyway. Yeah, like exactly. Even when it's actually happening, there's what twenty guys there, twenty five exactly. guys there. So yeah, I mean, if it, if, if it wasn't a pandemic, I think you could shoot to a bunch of whole bunch of parties. You know, everybody has their own individual draft party going on. Like. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I guess you do that. I, I guess you could even do it where it's a lot more 
a, a lot better production because you then have yeah. you wouldn't have to worry about you know the the the, the COVID nineteen situation and social distancing. So you could just pull up to their crib and kind of just a whole great yeah, yeah. Like it wouldn't be like you and your parents. It'd be you and like thirty right. people. You you're and however you were doing it, right? It. Like I would rather do that than again. I'm not big on like that whole production shit. Like if I was getting drafted, I'd be like, man, so shoot the party at the, crib. at the crib. Shoot the party at the crib with my people. If I can't, I can't bring all my people to New York at the table. So I'd rather have all my people at the house. We're chilling. We're having a good time. You know what I mean? I'll shake Goodell's hand when I need to, or if not, that's fine with me too. <laughs> Great. You know what I mean? We're, you know, we have a big ass <laughs> well, party. Especially here if, he, if he can't pronounce my name, I don't really give a fuck to say anyway, Where do you right? want to be that night after you get drafted? You want to be at the crib. Like homies? you want to be, yeah, you want to go out in Chicago. I would want to go out in Chicago, in Evanston, wherever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to fucking go out in New York. Like, Vegas is great, but like I want to celebrate where I'm from, with my yeah, guys, for right. sure, with my people and everybody there, my whole family. Like, yeah. So right. I think I think you could rethink that whole situation and just do it from the crib like this. And obviously, you know, the team presidents and coaches and all that would be at the facilities, and that stuff will be back normal. That's not ideal, but as far as the players and not having at a central location, I thought they did a great job. Again, I can't say enough about how well ESPN handled that given the circumstances because you know how hard it's got to be to pivot that whole situation last minute. Yeah, of course. Logistics. It's always logistics. Yeah. <laughs> Goodell's still a clown though and, is, and he's got a clown Yo, in his <laughs> I could not believe when he didn't say Tua Tungvaloa's name right. That, that blew Unbelievable. Me. Yeah. Yo, take some time. You only had a year, couple six months. To the second last... he threw the pass, second bro, he threw the pass on, against Georgia, man. he should have started getting his name right. Yeah, bro. The second he threw the walk off, he should have got his name walk, right. I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to learn this guy's <laughs> name. Uh, I should probably start right saying now. it. I learned it that day. <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody in Georgia, everybody man, bro. Everybody learned that motherfucker. Still the name. most ridiculous throw I've ever seen in my entire life of watching football. No, the the look off and the release and where it landed in the situation. Well, everything about well, yeah, that throw he, was ridiculous. He had taken what a 16 yard sack before. A absolute the cannot, play, a cannot first, take a, a sack. First down, he took a 16-yard sack. An absolute, like, you just cannot take a sack there. Ran backwards, yeah. He gets up and throws that dart, bro? Stop. Yeah, to the crib. Stop Come it. Come on. The whole second half was a dream. Stop but it. That, that play was ridiculous. Come on, man. Stupid. I, I still, I would never forget. That's one of those, like, you know you have those sporting moments where it's like, yeah, I'll never forget where I was when I watched that. I'll never forget my reaction. I'm not even an Alabama fan. I was literally sitting right where I'm sitting right now. I got up like I ran around the room. I was yeah, like, I that mean, is the most ridiculous off. shit I've ever seen in my life. Because the game was still like, to Georgia again too. Like, for it to happen to Georgia too. Like, yeah, oh, it yeah. was just like everything about it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And he walked off. So, yeah. And he, he, came gotta, out of, and he came in cold. Oh, bro. I mean, he played, that, he played that second half cold. Yeah, he came out, came out, out the cold. locker room. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I was saying before we hopped on, I'm like, I don't even think Goodell follows football, bro. Uh, he doesn't even really. He he never seems like engaged to me. No, he's kind of just like out there, like, oh yeah. And another example of that is the NFL is always reactive, where the NBA is. They're they're proactive. They're proactive. They're getting stuff done. But you know what I mean, like. All right. Well, because the NFL, the NFL is stuck in their ways. The NFL is one hundred percent like the good old boys league, like for sure. You know that. But it just makes it just it, man. He just doesn't seem like he's locked. Like 
Oh, people are hurting their heads? Okay, I guess we'll change it. Um, yeah. Tua Tonga, blah, blah. Yeah, number five pick. I'll be right back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't even need to talk to you guys, honestly. I just talk to the owners, and whatever they say, I'm going to do because they, they, yeah. they cut me a ridiculous check. So, a dumb check. Yeah, I get the bag. Whatever you guys like. Yeah. <laughs> Tua, who? Oh, another quarterback? Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he yeah. comes off to me. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to shake his hand if he's not going to get my name right anyway. So I'll That's what I'm cook. saying. Yeah, fuck him, dude. I don't need to go shake your hand. You're not, <laughs> I get, like, the whole let's go out validation. Like, say my name, you know, Nick Harvey with the with the, with the the seventh pick, and I'm good. I'm there. Yeah, that's it. You that's know what the validation is? The validation is in two weeks when the check arrives in the fucking mail. That's the validation. Right. I don't need anything else. I don't need a direct deposit, whatever it may be. That's validation. I don't need to shake your hand. I'm good. Facts. You know what I mean? Just make sure that shit clears. <laughs> shout out Dak Prescott. Yeah. Shout out Dak. Shout out Dak for real though. Shout out Dak. He got some more weapons. No, his brother died. Wait, really? You didn't see that? Yeah, Dak's brother oh. died yesterday. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't. Remember the the kid and then and the, he was in the commercial with him and everything. Yeah, his older brother uh, passed away yesterday. They haven't said what happened yet. Really? But he passed away. Yeah, he passed away yesterday uh, in the morning. He's like thirty-one. Yesterday wow. being Thursday. Yeah, but no people listen to this. But yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So shout out. Yeah. Shout out Dak, shout man. Out Dak, you know, man. prayers Hold up to Dak head. Prescott. Yeah, Definitely, man. Yeah. For, for sure. But on a positive note for Dak, um, they picked up CD Lamb. Oh, I love it. Showtime. Showtime. Love it. Out of Oklahoma. Oh, my God. And they already um, had a great offense. Gallup was a thousand yard receiver. Cooper's a thousand yard receiver. Yep. And you had CD at, at Lamb. Come on. Give him my phone back. But, <laughs> <laughs> then they go get uh Trayvon Diggs from Alabama to play corner right yep. after uh the Bears pick Jalen Johnson. We'll uh we'll get to that. We'll be we'll be there. Um But yeah, he got some more another another weapon, cheap weapon too, for the Cowboys for Dak to to focus I, I don't on know something. how he falls to seventeen. That was crazy to me. CD Lamb was the best receiver I saw in college football last year. I mean, Judy was a beast. They were nice, but CD was CD, oh, CD was a problem. If you watch, he, and he was coming up in big spots. Yeah. If you watch the Red River shootout, he was ridiculous. Um, when he didn't play against Baylor, when Oklahoma had to go to Baylor, they struggled. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma lost that game. Or did they? No, they came back and won that game. They didn't cover, so they lost the game. I was right. Pretty much lost. That's a loss. I was right the first time. They lost. Don't tell us who won. <laughs> Don't tell me who won, man. Tell the new standing. Tell me who covered. <laughs> ATS, maybe. So, yeah, man. That uh, that's another weapon for him. He, and, uh, I thought I thought it was great they got him at seventeen. I don't think that can be understated. Like you're looking at Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Zeke, a solid offensive line, Dak. Um. Yeah, I, I really like that pick. Like that. I mean, that was you saw really it. good. You, Jerry Jones. They were super ecstatic. happy. Jerry was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Jerry yeah. Was like, Wait, happy. CD? Because they, they probably had like fifth or six on their board. Oh, and by the way, so Sidaria, uh, his his name is CD Land's name is Sidarian, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and the reason they call him CD is because the coach said he couldn't pronounce it when he was a yeah. shorty. He said, "We're gonna call you CD," yep. and. I of course it's like that's not his real name, right? But I always thought it was C, the letter, and then D, the letter, like C that like a compact, yeah, disc? like a 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. like a compact disc, CD. So I figured that was they just called him CD and like you know CD Lamb. And right. then I don't. I was watching something and they flashed his name and it said C E E D E E and I was like, yo, this is the most ridiculous shit I ever seen. C D C D C E E D E. That shit, that so, shit is saying like a spell. Say it like a spell. Hey, sound it out, my G. How you spell that? Sound it out, my man. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, it's like the shit in the dictionary with parentheses and shit. You know, like C D C dash D. Hey, how you yeah. say that, bro? Man, sound it, how you spell what that? You mean, man? Sound it out, my G. Fucking say it like it says. <laughs> say it Goofy. <laughs> say it like it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, those are the biggest things I liked in the first round and the first. Oh, I got, I got one. You got one more. I like. Oh yeah, talk to me. So I said this on the group chat. I said this earlier in the year. For some odd reason, I don't watch a ton of college football, but for some odd reason, I found myself watching a lot of Auburn games, like at least four Auburn games this year. Yeah. Derek Brown, who went to the Panthers, that dude at times when I was watching Auburn football games was the best football player I've ever seen in my entire life. So. Shout out to him. I think that dude's going to be a monster. He went seventh overall. He's a fucking monster. Every, he's one of those, you know, like when you watch a defensive player, especially like a lineman, and they're just always in the backfield making plays. They seem like they're involved in every run stop. They're always putting pressure on the quarterback. Like four, you know, right. three he's downs. Just, he's every just causing play. a ruckus. Just, oh, my God, just causing a ruckus. Just disruptive. Like, yeah, I loved it. He, I, with every he, game I watched in Auburn, he just stood out. Like when defensive was, players stand out like that, like it was just crazy. Right. He's like, like suit. Like I was, was yo, that's so yeah. funny. I was just gonna say, you know who really did that coming out was Indomitian Sue just wreak havoc all the time. Yeah, wreak havoc. Even if they don't make the tackle, they're just back there right. causing a problem. They're yeah. you're, you're you're throwing off the direction of the play. You're you're unblockable. I would watch that dude. I'm like, this you can't block this dude. Like he's built for Sunday. So I think that I would not be surprised. If like two three years, you're talking about him in that Aaron Donald type light. Yo, maybe hey, not as good as Donald, hey. but you know what I mean. And give me all the big D tackle six five three thirty out of the SEC. All of them. All of them. Give me, give me all those guys out of the SEC. I'll take Dude, them. Give all. me as many D tackles as you can. I love what the 49ers did. Double quadruple down on on defensive tackles. Have a rotation. Throw them in there like hockey and like their lines, and just keep some of them in and out. It doesn't matter keep, what the rest of your team looks like. Keep the ruckus coming. Are, if you are causing havoc at the line of scrimmage, it does not matter. Teams teams couldn't do anything against the Niners last year. You can't run. You can't throw. That's how Jimmy Garoppolo gets to the Super Bowl. It's so simple. So everybody, why would they take another defensive tackle? Because keep them coming. Shanahan knew what was up. Keep these guys coming, man. You got guys, They lost Buckner, so we replaced Buckner with this guy. Like he said, we'll let another guy go, but we have another guy waiting. It's just constant rotation defensive tackles. Defensive ends, guys putting pressure on the quarterback, guys plugging holes. Like it, it's not that it's not that hard. At the end of the day, football is pretty simple, right? Like, see ball, tackle ball, see ball, ball, tackle ball, disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. Try to stop the team from doing what the other team from doing what they want to do. Yeah, facts. Forget about what you want to do. Stop them from doing what they want to do, and you will win the game. Let's move over to the Chicago Bears, the local squad. Chicago only talk. We're talking the Bears draft. We had to wait till day two. We waited. And by the grace of God, there's there were still tons of talent. 
for our two picks. Now, going in, what did you want to address first before we before we get to uh, the selections? Is their offensive line or secondary? Just had to be had to be one of those core. I mean, those are the only core core you know positions on the field. I mean, it has to be offensive line, corner or safety. They're just glaring, right? Yep. So, after paying Jimmy Graham guaranteed nine million, coming off of a subpar year with one of the best quarterbacks in the world. And the year before that, coming off of a subpar year but with one of the best quarterbacks in the world in Russell Wilson, we sign him for a nine-year fully guaranteed deal, and we take Cole Komet with pick number 43. Your thoughts? Cole Komet may turn out to be a very fine football player. I'm, I'm not doubting that. I watched the highlights. I, I was not impressed. I didn't see too much of anything that made me be like, wow, this guy is great. Um but he may very well turn out to be a good football player. With that being said, we had glaring needs on the offensive line in the secondary. There were players that were available that could fill those, fill those needs for us, and we did not take them. Instead, we took a player who plays a position that we just paid another player two years, $20 million to play, and we also have nine other nine other guys that play the same position. There is no position in the NFL in which you carry 10 players of. And for some odd reason, we decided that this guy is that much better than the other nine guys we have that play at his position, who at some point we thought were good enough to decide. Um, and we take him in the second round with our first pick in this draft, knowing that we have needs. Knowing that there are players who can address those needs, Jimmy we Graham, choose to ignore those needs and we take this guy. Adam Shaheen, Jesper Horstead, Ben Broniker. All these guys are already on the roster. We yep. have, and then, so yeah. I mean, let, let, before I start to rant, let me let me. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. The, the the question is why go get Jimmy Graham and then go get a you, and then when you know you want to take a tight end at number, you're, he's top of your draft board. Apparently, he's at the top of the draft board for you, right? You want to go get – it's not like we just heard a commit. Like, then leave Jimmy on the street. Don't bring Jimmy in and overpay for him knowing that you like Komet and are gonna and he's going to be at the top of the draft board. I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that you would overpay Jimmy Graham and then draft a tight end first when you know you need a corner – which we which we'll get to. Shout out Jalen Johnson. We signed we picked up him with the next pick at fifty. But there's big time talent at safety left. Glaring need. And I'm talking about guys that you're gonna be able to one hundred percent plug in and they'll start. Grant Delpit from LSU, he's a starter in the NFL. He would start he's gonna start if we pick him. Then the very next pick they pick uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. goes to um, Tampa Bay, who's picking up talent, talent all over the place. Yeah. So then your number your number two and <clears throat> number three safeties go off the board ranked pre-draft. Go off the board right after you take Komet. The biggest thing for me is – if you liked Komet that much, 
Don't we have to think he's going to be there at 50? Isn't that the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, there's, obviously we can't tell the future. We don't know if someone else takes him. But give me the, give me the, the one safety from the national champion LSU and Delpit, an SEC guy. And then give me a highly touted Big Ten safety who just came off a really big year. Minnesota was really good this year. Give me one of those guys that I could that I could slot in to start, and let me see if I can go get Komet at fifty. That that seems like the 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 better route for me. And like our boys said, they maybe they just like Deion Bush, and we don't need a safety. I guess. I mean, you must love Deion Bush in that situation. But there why? Was still, the there was still talent on the board. I mean, yeah, there was still talent. There was talent on the board at the safety position. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 for the life of me, cannot understand why he, when you and again, when you don't have that many draft picks to begin with, right? We have traded away a lot of our draft picks, so you really need to make them count. Why would you draft at a position where you have a ton of depth at already? Unless this guy was like lights out. Like you had him as a first round talent, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I do not understand why you're taking maybe this guy Komet's when there are other s- positions you can go after. Maybe Komet's gonna sit behind Jimmy Graham and learn. <laughs> yeah, yes, he can learn how to play tight end exactly because that's one of those positions you definitely got to sit behind and learn. It's a complex playbook. Like it's a fucking, it's a, that's a joke of a pick. Again, he could turn out to be a good player. This isn't against Komet the player, right? Right? It's not against Komet the player. It's just against the idea behind the pick. When all year last year we said, man, look at this offensive line. It's not very good, right? You need to do everything possible to help your quarterback. And tight ends do do that. I get it. But why the hell did you give Graham $20 million, right? A tight end didn't go between 53 and 60, right? No. Like no no tight so, so he would have been available, and the guy behind him would have been available, worst case scenario. Worst case, the second guy's behind The second, the second guy's behind him. him. Yeah. Right no or a third round, you can get Moss's son in the third round if you want to. I don't know. Yeah, do something. But th- unless you have this guy rated extremely high, I don't understand how you make that pick. Unless you're ecstatic that he fell to you, I don't understand how you make that pick when you have glaring needs at other positions on the field. And I get it. I didn't was a huge hole for us last year. We wanted to develop that. I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. I get. I, we have wanted a tight end. But not at that spot. Not at that spot where we had other needs, man. We really needed some linemen. I don't know who's blocking for Mitch Trubisky this year or Nick Ooh. Bowles or whoever's playing quarterback. Like, I, I just I don't get when your offensive line sucks, why you don't do everything in your power to address it. Like, what do teams need to learn? I just don't get it, man. Like, we've been watching football forever. If your line sucks, you don't win football games. Period, point blank. When's the last bad offensive line to win football games? I'll wait. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. What was the Patriots' number one thing the last five years? Keep Brady upright. I don't care what we do, just keep Brady upright. We can have fucking eight-string wide receivers. Keep Brady upright. This is this reminds me of when I... I like yo, we we remember the 2017. Obviously, we moved up to to get Trubisky. Yeah. Jamal Adams was in that draft. I'm like, yo, this yeah. dude's an obvious stud at the safety He's a position. Monster. An yeah. SEC LSU guy. He's just a stud. These guys He's are almost they're always studs. Eddie it's Jackson, stud. Go get me the Bama guys. Marlon Humphrey, stud. 
They're, I don't get it. They're there at Komet's there at fifty at the end of the day. He is like that. That's more than more. There's a very good chance he's there at fifty. So go get us a safety that will start next to Eddie Jackson day one. Has played in big time games like these guys have, and bring him in. Bring him in. Don't give me another tight end. That, that's that, that's all, man. Give, well, me, give me a fucking interior lineman. Give me a right tackle. I mean, like it doesn't matter what you get. Get get something that is gonna play. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and like we're saying, I I, I do want to hammer this home. Fucking Cole Komet could be Gronkowski, and he'll have a huge career, and the town will love him. He's a he's a local guy. He he'll be a big time star, and I'll be rooting for him just like Nick will, right? But it just seems like a reach. Go get a we 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 could have done more with the two picks, in, in my opinion, especially knowing we need a safety. But we don't know. So, like we said, this is the the NFL weatherman talking. <laughs> we also need wide receiver help too. I mean, we need some speed on the on, on the edge of wide receiver. I mean, we need some explosiveness. Like other needed, things. Yeah. Yo, there's a lot of shit that we needed, and it wasn't a tight end. How about that? Play. Well, we could look, we could put it plain like that. Look at what went after we drafted him. Two safeties, a wide receiver, two edge rushers, a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, we could do some edge rushers. We could use a wide receivers, and we could absolutely use some safeties. So, yeah, I don't. And this guy wasn't going. No one was taking him. We could have got him. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. Right? I, I could have got his ass at the next pick. Good chance, right? Still, no tight ends have gone. I'm looking right now. So, as of right now, every time of recording, we're on pick 64. No tight ends have gone. This guy <laughs> would have been available. He might have been available tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So then, at uh, 50, UFA. <laughs> you not drafting pickup. What are you talking about? We could have picked UFA. him We could have signed for about a year, about five hundred thousand, <laughs> and a bus ticket for a signing bonus. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Practice, <laughs> <laughs> a greyhound, a great, a fucking middle seat on the greyhound for a signing bonus. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No, and, a, and, a ham, and a ham sandwich. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No disrespect <laughs> like that. No disrespect. That's the best right. tight end in the draft that we did I pick up. We, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. What, at, that, what did Shaq say? He said, Shaq, we're live. He said, I don't give a shit. 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 Shaq, we're live. So I don't give a shit. These oh, fucking refs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. refs. Yeah, he went crazy. Okay, look. So we needed safety help. We needed secondary help. Same thing. Corner. We need help at corner. Prince is gone. We need a corner. So we picked Jalen Johnson. He's ranked the number fifth corner in the class according to uh, ESPN. I'm on the ESPN list. His pre-draft analysis is Johnson has average speed. Has average size, length, and top end speed. Now listen. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, bro. I may not be a listen, smart listen, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I do. The, if the opening sentence on your pre-draft board is Johnson ha- has average size, length, and top end speed. I don't want I don't want that corner on my team. Maybe he shouldn't play cornerback <laughs> in the National Football League. Look, so listen, he yo he, he can co- he can cover West West Welker on a fly route. Great, <laughs> fuck out of here. 
He's an effective <laughs> press corner with good balance. He does a good job of breaking on underneath routes and off coverage and plays oh, the no. ball, not the man in zone coverage. His footwork oh. is inconsistent. He allows separation, <laughs> transitioning out of the break. So, he's a slow guy that's not technically sound. <laughs> look, look, this is just one he guy. He has no redeeming NFL quality. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Steve Minch. Where did you find that scouting report? I, that is I, terrible. Yo, go to ESPN.com NFL is, Draft. Yo, that was he's his, not big. He's not strong. He's not fast. His footwork is bad, but he can cover under routes and plays the ball okay in a zone. So basically, don't throw this guy in man. Throw this guy in man coverage. He's a, he's he's a giving, dead man. He's giving up touchdowns. He's a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Steve Minch. I don't, I don't know anything about Steve or like That's like we said, so bro. Great. This this shit is all weatherman guessing talk, right? So. Uh, a week right now. That but, was the funniest scout report I've ever heard in yeah, my entire but, life. <laughs> post this. This is this was the post draft analysis from Matt Bowen. Bear, uh, with Bears letting go of Prince and Mukamura, there's a need for depth here at corner. Johnson has a phys- has physical traits, competitive play style, and fits in Chuck Pagano's defense as a press corner. Bowen's a homer. With the ball skills to finish, he's a first round talent. Put Johnson in the mix to compete with uh, Artie Burns and. Kevin Tolliver at the starting gig opposed to Kyle Fuller. I would hope so. I would hope he Can, can, yeah. can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can you – we'll just take a quick pause. I want you to name me your favorite slow cornerback in the NFL. <laughs> <I'll wait. laughs> my, fa- my favorite slow corner? <laughs> your favorite slow cornerback. It was. In, it, 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 it was in NFL history. I'll give, you, I'll give you the entire last 100 years of the NFL to find me your favorite one. <laughs> I bet you you can't. Eventually, <laughs> you can't find that motherfucker. I, I believe. Let me. I, I be- <laughs> they over here drafting wide receivers that are six five, running a four four, and you got a corner that's slow, and it's not big enough. He ran a four uh, five. He ran a four five forty. A slow for a corner. That's bro. slow, bro. <clears throat> and what's his game speed tell you? What's the film say? The film say they if they call him slow, that means the film calls him slow. Well. If if there's so if he played hey, fast, listen they say to he me. Ran a slow 40, listen but to he me. Plays fast. When you when 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 you tell me that the, he's a physical guy and he's good with underneath routes and he attacks the ball, that means he's not quick and can't go over the top and he's not a lock <laughs> yeah. up corner. It means so, he's a fucking between a safety a fucking linebacker yeah, he, and a corner. He's good at <laughs> he's good at jamming motherfuckers uh, yeah. in, in the Pac-12. Great, he can run a nickel blitz. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's awesome for awesome value for the fiftieth pick in the draft. So look. The very next pick is Trayvon Diggs, 6'1", 205, out of Alabama, third-ranked corner in the draft. Olympian-looking-like type dude. Diggs is a versatile athlete. This is Steve Minch again. Diggs is a versatile athlete with good size, long arms, and solid straight-line speed. The majority of his experience is at corner, but he also played over the hang in free safety in addition to returning kicks and punts. There's some tightness in his hips, and he will give up separation versus quick wide receivers. But Diggs is highly effective in press man and cover three. He's a former wide receiver with great ball skills. So a playmaker. He sounds like a playmaker, but it sounds like a guy if the ball gets in his hand, he's going for six. He, he sounds like he's not a true corner either. So you know we'll they call him slow. We'll see. But hey, I know he went to well, Bama. Yeah, he's been coached well. Hey, I'm gonna say this, bro. Hey, hey, you can't look, coach. look, 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 bro. <laughs> If it's two guys at corner and I need a corner and one went to Bama and one went to Utah, 
I'm taking know, the bandwagon. You ain't got to tell me nothing else, my G. Nothing. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey now, mind you, we're not in the top five picks, but we're in the second round. Give me the guy from Bama, bro. That's it. I, I, don't, I hey, don't need to know nothing else. You can't coach size. You can't coach strength, and you can't coach speed. So I don't know what we're going to do with this guy. And, and, and Good ball, job, Ryan. And ball skills, 6'1", six, hey. six, 205. Give me that guy, Andy from I'll, Bama. I'll give you till the next episode to find me your favorite slow corner. <laughs> no, Prince, <laughs> the second you tell Prince me a corner slow. Prince of Mukamura was my favorite one. Because even like slow wide receivers, you can be like, oh, he's a good route runner. It's like, okay, I get it. A slow corner, I can't do nothing with it. It's tough. I can't do nothing with it. They're fast wide receivers who can't catch. That's what I, that's just classic cornerback to me. <laughs> Physical guy, though. So we'll see, yeah. man. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah, a great thing. Hey, hey, Kyle Fuller's not a burner either. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but he was he did he didn't say that Kyle Fuller had issues with his fuck. What did they say? What, the, what, what was the third comment? The Johnson has comment? average size, length, and top end speed. He's an effective press corner with good balance. He does a good job of breaking on underneath routes and off coverage and plays the ball, not the man in zone coverage. His footwork is inconsistent. Yeah, he, bad footwork. He allows separation transitioning out of breaks at times. Yeah, that's a problem, dude. Usually you make up for lack of athleticism with sound technique, and it doesn't sound like his technique is great either. So Kyle Fuller had a great technique. So we'll we'll stay tuned on Jalen Johnson. What would you give the uh, Bears second round overall? Great. D minus. D minus. Yeah, I don't like it. We just didn't need to tie that. I mean, I guess I guess I'd give you a C because no, I, I, if we're being honest, I'll give you a C because you did address a need at corner. Right, um, but like that's the best I can give you. Would be a C, and it, it, it's it's really teetering towards that C minus. But it's the best I can give you is a C. Yeah, it's a C. Yeah, C minus. I, I yeah, I'll say C minus. Just because with so many glaring needs with and with so much talent left in the secondary, I he pick use the tight end for the the fifty pick. Lock up a a prime blue chipper safety that were available. That went right after you picked. That's yeah, why I'm not with it. I'm not. I'm not happy with the draft. But Stay we'll tuned. See what Stay tuned. All right, give me. Uh, I know you had a cornball of the day. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors has uh, has seemed like he's been on a whirlwind of a press tour the last few days, and just talking about everybody. He's talking. He's giving. Uh, I want. It sounds like he's giving about five different KD interviews. What do you think? Like I hear a new different, yeah. I hear a new different, a new KD clip with him in a new outfit every every five minutes, and then he still has this thing going on with Charles Barkley. Like, look, I think everybody who listens to the show knows how we feel about Draymond. We're not Draymond people here at all. Like, I think we we, we think he's a cornball, like great basketball player, does a great not job for the Warriors. Great, not even a great basketball player. He's good, a good he's great a, defensive player. He's a great defensive player. He's a good yeah. he's a good basketball player and was in an amazing position. In a great position, yeah. He, he literally could not be successful anywhere else other than the position that he was in. Absolutely. Um, seems to just be throwing shade at KD and just keeps talking about the KD situation. I haven't really heard KD say too much about Draymond, so I don't know why Draymond seals the need to keep talking about it. If I had, was it three championships they have or two? They have two or three. For, for uh, Three. They have, they have three. three championships. Yeah, have three. Three, if I had three championship rings, right, I'm not sitting here talking about KD every single chance I can get. Just, like, let it go, bro. Like, clearly you're bitter about the KD situation. Clearly you've been bitter since the day they got KD, right? Clearly you had an issue with KD not making it publicly known what he was going to do in free agency. Like, who gives a fuck? Honestly. So he's been on this press tour talking all this shit about KD, 
And then he goes, comes out and says, oh, yeah, KD was pretty much salty all last year because everybody said LeBron was better than him. And it's just like, yo, where is this all coming from? Like, you're corny as fuck. Then he's on this Charles Barkley shit where he pretty much says Charles Barkley's mad at me because he didn't make as much money as me and he didn't have the success that I've had and all this type shit. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. Like, Charles fucking cornball, bro. Charles Barkley would have served. Off the floor. Served up Draymond. <laughs> served him up on a platter. Like, let's be real about that. On a platter. No like, question. No questions asked. It doesn't matter, though. Like, what's, what are you doing all this for? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing all this for? Like, what what is the point of, of, of giving all this interviews? What's the point of rehashing all this shit? What's the point of keep talking about KD? Like, I just think he's one of those... He's just one of those dudes, man. Like, he rubs me the completely wrong way. Like completely he's the wrong one of those way. guys that just should he doesn't realize how fortunate he's been yeah he just thinks that he's a he's a superstar in the league and he's not simple he's as not that. at all yeah we'll leave it there cornball of the week draymond gray still got some more time left in the draft quick the the, the bears can still add some more pieces don't trip yeah so maybe get, maybe they'll get a tight end <laughs> For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, lock us in on Instagram, Twitter, at NoCatchUpShy on Instagram and Twitter. No Catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's go.